Uh, Jake Novak, who hosts uh, Novak Now, Mondays, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network and is a uh, political and economic columnist who actually knows something about politics and the economy. How do you like that? Isn't that unique? for a political and economic uh, columnist in this country. He's with us live via telephone. Did a very interesting show yesterday on our network. Wanted to follow up with him, and he's with us again live via telephone. And uh, Jake Novak, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks for having me very much. A pleasure. Now, uh, yesterday you concentrated on this mega millions. You know that tonight it's possible for somebody to be the winner of what's being called now a one6 billion-dollar jackpot, Mr. Novak. Well, you know, it's, it's actually it's interesting that you couched it that way. It's more than possible. It's actually quite likely, overwhelmingly likely, that someone will win tonight. Right. Uh, that's because we're getting to the point where so many tickets have been sold, so many sequences have been, you know, the boxes have been checked. Right. I'd be very surprised if no one wins tonight. So right. if you're dreaming of $3.2 billion jackpot, those chances are pretty slim. Now, I wanna, I'm want i going to address some of the stuff you did yesterday quickly. We, we, we have a limited amount of time, and I could talk about this forever. So <laughs> let, let me, first of all, I mean, on the halachic angle, I, I just, first of all, I, I don't think it's a big enough issue because, again, the perception, I think, among the Jewish leadership out there is that most lotteries are still a dollar. So I think, so, I think sort of like, you know, most people would say, all right, if you're spending a dollar on the possibility of, you know, having all this money and supporting Jewish causes and giving money to the poor. Like, I, I, again, I know that today all these lotteries cost $2. Most people don't realize that unless they play it regularly. Right. Uh, you but, know, it's funny. I, I said in the show yesterday, I feel sorry for. I, I'm sure there's some rabbi somewhere who gave a drusher this weekend <laughs> saying, don't buy the lottery. I feel so sorry for that guy because I know it happened. Look, you know, I, I am a big, big skeptic of the entire lottery industry. I have a huge problem with it. At the same time, I'm not stupid. Right. It's okay to buy one ticket. Right. I think that once you start buying more than one ticket, you're really wasting your time. Because right. what well, are you buying with that ticket? You're buying the chance to daydream. Correct. And the daydream costs two dollars, as Correct. you said, Nachum. The daydream Correct. if you're spending two hundred dollars on the daydream, you really overpay. <laughs> my my late brother used to say to us as we would sit around, you know, like and just discuss what we're gonna <laughs> what we're gonna do with the money, he said, This is why it was worth the dollar investment. Right. So you could sit here and dream about what you're gonna do with the money. That's right. But That's but but there are a couple of hey, look Here's the bottom line. I walked into yesterday's Novak Now, and I said, I bet you I'm going to be against everything that Jake says, because he's going to discourage people from buying lottery tickets, and he's going to talk about how a lot of these lotteries are either fixed or there's some shyster behind something doing something shady. And you did talk about that, by the way, during yesterday's show. How there's a lot of uh, episodes and incidents that people don't know about, the media doesn't report about, where, where stuff is fixed and, and you know, it would make it impossible for people to win or makes it possible for, for others, you know, for the, for the fixers, so to to speak to win and all that stuff i get but nothing hit home more than when you talked about what would happen if every dollar you ever spent on the lottery was now sitting i don't know you know so, somewhere in your kitchen in a drawer or somewhere in a bank collecting a little bit of interest you know what would you be up to and i said to myself wow if i just took the money <laughs> that i spent since this since this lottery went out of control since mega millions and powerball went completely out of control to the hundreds of millions if i just took that money that i've spent on these games i would I'd be a lot better off than i'm going to be at 11 p.m eastern time tonight so that point really hit home i must say yeah you know look uh i think like i said i, I don't have a problem with buying a ticket when it gets to a big jackpot like right. it's fun for that two dollar daydream but if you so there's two you know so there's two powerball and two mega millions drawings every week two dollars a piece we're talking about eight dollars right 
Now, if you put that $8 every week, even if you're just buying one ticket for each, if you put that $8 every week in a very low-interest-bearing account at the end of the year, you know, you'll have like 500 bucks. There's a, there's a guaranteed discount. I, I don't know how many people listening here have ever won even 500 bucks in lotteries, and if you have... You know, you probably lost more than that over time. <laughs> Correct. That's the point. And, and it's funny. You're just talking about one year. Yeah, some right. some of us <laughs> can, some of us can put put together enough dollars that uh, you know that that, that we're, we're every single year there were multiple lotteries that people. You get my point. Yes, you get my yes. point. It's not just one year for the for those of us who like to play and take the risk, and especially when it gets to be a big jackpot. Uh, we're talking about a lot of money out there. So it's just so funny that your show yesterday followed a Shabbos discussion in our shul where somebody like yourself was advising everybody that he has never purchased a ticket and never will. And and every time he says to his wife, I think he says it was to his wife or to one of his relatives, that every time you have an urge to bet on something or to purchase a lottery ticket, take that money and just put it in a cup. And you will see how large that cup is overflowing once the year is over. Yeah, it's like that joke about pay me one penny a day and then just double my pay every day. And right. Within a, within a month, you'll, you'll be making thousands of dollars. Correct. Anyways, I just I had to tell you that that philosophy of yours really got to me. And as I sit here looking at, you know, one sheet of paper with $10 worth of numbers on it for tonight, I am, I, I'm really heeding, I'm trying to heed your advice and take it to heart. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, you know, listen, and you mentioned the thing about, you know, the, the scams and things right. like that. You know, the, the news industry is heavy. Heavily fortified by lottery um, spending, by the advertising dollars. So, you know, we had a major scandal in this country over the last couple of years where someone had rigged the lottery, a high-level lottery worker in Iowa who was running state lotteries in a lot of different states, rigged, rigged the system and got his friends to buy and relatives to buy the tickets to the numbers he already knew. Uh, he made the mistake, though, of not doing it more, more degrees of separation than that. He should have had total strangers buying the tickets because, you know, everywhere you buy a ticket, there's a camera. Right. And he wasn't able to claim the money, and now he's in jail. Listen, you can't tell me that's the only scam. You know, in the history of the world, anything that's of value, people will try to steal. So it's just one of those things that I thought, like, if, the, if it gets out, though, that some of these things are rigged, then, then that will be the only thing that will stop people right. from buying. I understand that. By the way, two other points you mentioned yesterday. Number one, there are lottery commissions with an insane number of personnel, right? Uh, oh, God. You know, take, every state has a state lottery board. What do they do? Put the numbers on the ping pong balls? I'm not really sure what they do. <laughs> You mean what uh, their actual job is? You don't know what yeah. their actual job is. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some work to be done. Obviously, the convenience store owners and the people need to have a liaison. There right. has to be some administration of it. But there's a board. I mean, the board. Like, what are they voting on? I mean, it's it's outrageous, and it's done. You know, you put the the relatives of your big donors, if you're the governor or senator, you put them on the board. And this is where a lot of the money goes. And also the biggest, biggest misconception is that this money, you know, well, this is money, extra money that goes to the schools. It's not right. extra money. Every state decides how much money their schools are going to get every year, and they figure they'll get some of it from the lottery. So if the lottery oversells, or they, there's no extra money to the schools. The schools right. haven't gained any extra from it. Your property taxes haven't been relieved by this. You know, it's, it's not true. You know, when, when, when my mother, who was uh, you know, a really proper German uh, Jewish woman, uh, when she would buy a lottery ticket, we would joke with her, uh, you know, yeah, you're wasting your money on the lottery. And she would always say, well, you know that it goes for education. Uh, and I'm listening to you yesterday, and I'm saying to myself, you know, just like we saw with OTB, if government's in charge of this, if government's running it, there's no way that this is being done efficiently. And that sh- certainly, you know, the, the, the dollars that are supposed to be going to education are actually getting there. If this is privatized, you'd have to admit that it would work a lot better, right? Yes. And I also, I mean, it would work better, but then there would be other issues of, 
how much money uh, did we give the, how much money do you give a cut to people? I mean, how can you lose money doing this? I mean, I'd like right. for it to be, pri- I like for right. almost everything, to, you know, to be more privatized. Right. That's what, by the way, that's what they had said about OTB. It's the only yeah. gambling outfit in the history of the world that ever <laughs> lost money, right? Right. <laughs> you know, but, it's, but this is one of those things where how could they lose, so, so in other words, why do we need to really go and get experts to run this for us? It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, we, we're celebrating the idea of becoming instantly wealthy, and, that, and that's fantastic. You know, we've got a lot of people in this country who do that by creating jobs or creating a technology or right. a medical device that we all need. Right. And those people, outside of the financial news pages in the newspaper, are not really celebrated that much. Now, we have some, we have some exceptions, like a Steve Jobs and right. stuff like that. And we understand that these people aren't saints and we're not really, but we're excited about what they did. And thank God we live in a country where you don't have to win the lottery to become a billionaire. Most, you know, there's hardly any billionaires. Or, I don't think there's any billionaire who's, made, who's done it from the lottery. There's, there's multimillionaires. Right. So that's really what we want to celebrate. You know, if you're, when you're in some kind of – it's very Banana Republic-esque. You know, I just feel mm-hmm. like here, the only way to make a, you know, become a real wealthy person if you're not wealthy in most of the world is to have you know, a miracle happen to you. And right. I, I just think that, thank God, we live in a country where you know, it's possible. Your chances are much better – of creating something that people can really use to become a billionaire. Such a good point. Such a good point. Another great point you made yesterday. Yeah, that's such an important thing for people to remember. All right, Jake. All this having been said, <laughs> what what's our pact? If we if we if either of us wins tonight, <laughs> if either of us wins tonight, will will each of us be delivering a nice hefty check to the other one tomorrow? <laughs> you know, I always felt like so that's one of the things. Like, if for good friends and people like this, I would always say like, I'm going to set up a college fund. Ooh. For the kids of like coworkers and close friends, nice because that you know because if you win this kind of money, you have to have set up a foundation for tax reasons anyway. Right. So it might as well be for you know it could be for something that's very very. I, I'm a big believer in charity begins at home. Right. So you take care of your own family, literally your immediate family, and then it's like, well, if I have to give charity to someone, yes, you want to give to people who are completely downtrodden and, and get them housed and clothed. But what about the biggest expense that your friends are really facing? And that, you know, be probably college. I mean, it's more expensive than a house these days. You know, it's funny you say this because my kid says to me on Friday night as we're walking to school, <laughs> he says, what are you going to do? for?" I said, you know what? If I won this thing, I'd probably take my hundred closest friends and pay off all their mortgages. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about mortgages because uh, I think that's, a, you know, I like people. I want people to pay that mortgage and to get that tax break and do all those kinds of things. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably do something like that. By the way, by the way. As, as incredibly... Uh, now, and then I've always felt like I would love to start a private school with all the best, you know, just just absolutely all the best stuff, tuition free. Right. You know that would be a, a K through twelve kind of private school, maybe even a boarding school somewhere for Jewish kids, uh, all levels of observance. You know where it's, everything would be kosher and there would be davening and things like that for those who want to do that and everything. But I thought that would be great. I would love to see. The you know the, the Jewish people have their own Exeter or Phillips Andover Academy. You know those nice. elite prep schools, but done in a Jewish way. It'd be a lot of fun. Jake, very lofty, but very uh, wonderful uh, goals. I like yeah. that. But with sports teams, we need a football team. Seriously, have you seen the shape that some of our kids are in these yeshivas? We need more athletics. We need more athletics. Is right. <laughs> All right, mandatory, um, mandatory athletics for everyone. Jake Novak with us tonight, the big lottery. Uh, you mentioned the tuition uh, assistance that you'd want to give people. Now, if someone would pay someone else's tuition, that would not be tax deductible. If done through a foundation, can I assume those tuition payments are tax deductible or not? Well, I think it would be a, it would keep this, it would keep it as a tax free foundation. Yeah, right. I, mean, I don't think you would be able to get an extra boost to your own personal income. It would right. keep that foundation tax. It would keep the money that you have in the foundation tax right. tax rate. Yeah. So that's that's one way of uh, of, of solving the uh, the um, hesitation that some people have to actually help others with tuition. Do it through a foundation, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think also, look, it's it, 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 everything. I, my, my biggest 
one of my biggest solutions for this is I've always felt that the Jewish industrial complex, as I call it, needs to be uh, put it, it needs to be consolidated. You know, if we're paying for shul dues and for right. school tuition, you know, there used to be a time when the shul and the school were the same thing. Maybe we should start thinking about consolidating that stuff. Some some communities do that, and uh, it, that might be one way to help that cost, uh, other than waiting for someone to win the lotto. All right, so you and I have to have a conference call at about eleven oh one tonight. Okay, <laughs> well we'll get together at eleven oh one tonight and decide what to do with the money. Halavai, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jake. Thank you so much. Continued success to you. Thank you so much. It's Jake Jake NY on Twitter, right? That's correct. Jake, Jake NY on Twitter. Jake Novak hosts Novak Now for us every Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, is a uh, brilliant political and economic columnist. And I thank him for his time. Had a lot of interesting points regarding the lottery that he made yesterday. And uh, with all of this that Jake and I just discussed, we still say good luck to everybody because I would bet the majority or at least a good number of people in this audience are holding tickets for the $1.6 billion for tonight. More coming up. It's nine minutes after 8 o'clock, and you're listening to JM in the AM. (laughs) 